Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, Now, don't blame me, but when there's a chance to do a Taylor Swift top 10, maybe I should have said no. But tell me why. Prepare to see sparks fly as we chat about songs you know all too well with style. So, are you ready for it? Don't get too excited, though. You need to calm down. So stay, stay, stay for 10 Swifty facts. And here they are. Now, Neil's not here, so I've got to do all this. Uh, at age 11, she performed at the uh, Philadelphia 76ers game and sang the Star Spangled Banner. She also won a local talent competition singing Leanne Rimes' Big Deal. He must like me for me. Taylor wrote a 350-page novel when she was 12, which so far has never been published. Are you ready for it? In 2010, Taylor Swift became the youngest artist ever to win a Grammy Award for Album of the Year. She was 20. <laughs> She voiced, acted the character of Audrey in The Lorax. Bad blood. Her favourite dessert is cheesecake. This sick beats. Taylor's first album was released in October 2006 and sold more than 2.5 million copies. And I'll write your name. Uh, her grandmother was a professional opera singer, which inspired Swift from a young age. Over the years, Taylor's had many nicknames, some of which are Tay, Swifty, T-Swift, T-Swizzle and T-Sweezy. Look what you just made me do. Swifty's lucky number is 13. Like oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, well, never mind. I nearly did it. That was... There you go. In 2011, Swift was named Billboard's Woman of the Year. What? I said, in 2011, Swift was named Billboard's Woman of the Year. What? Okay, let's we can do that all night. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, a very special. Oh, <laughs> I thought I pressed the wrong button. Then <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I not allowed to bring my own sound effects? No, Bravo? you carry on. You carry on. It's just I'm so worried about all the buttons I'm pressing. I didn't want to that press. That was the wrong very, button. very entertaining. Very well done. We are applauding you with your Taylor like Swift it. facts. That was a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much. Now let me introduce our guest because Neil is off um, looking at coward. some Roger. He's a coward. Guy. That's what it is. Yeah, he doesn't want to face guy. the truth is going to fix a wall or something, so he's gone to watch him for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know who. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, first of all, ladies first, it's birthday girl Robin. Hello, Robin. Hello. 
oh, at least I haven't got to bother doing that anymore. And also, the man who put a generian in sexagenarian is Gene Bean Baxter. <laughs> Uh, welcome, everybody, uh, for a for very special top ten. We're doing top ten Taylor Swift songs. Okay, let me let me lean in here, Pavo. What's the real story here? I, I get that uh, that Neil had concert tickets. He's going to see Roger Waters. That's fine. Yeah, you could have rescheduled this for another day. He doesn't want to talk about Taylor Swift. That's what it is, right? He doesn't. He looks he at, like he looks at this, this is a stain on the top 10 of anything podcast, according to Neil. He wants no part of this. What's his beef? You're a fairly recent Taylor Swift fan. I'm sure you've tried to talk him down from this ledge. What's his problem with our beloved Taylor? Well, the, the way I look at it is it's a bit of a, a quid pro quo, if you like, because I a lot of the bands that he likes, I can't stand. I can't. Mm -hmm. I've, I've tried my best with Radiohead and Pearl Jam and ACDC and all these other bands, and I just cannot get into them. So I, I don't feel I can put my, my latest love, and I, I do love Taylor in all oh. ways, Oh. Um, which we will we will discuss. I'm sure we will okay. discuss. Um, I don't feel like... I said to him, what about doing a Taylor Swift? And he said, no, nah, you're all right. I said, well, I'll do it on the week that you're not going to be here. Okay. That way you're not missing anything. So, so you guys have an, have an arrangement. So you're allowed to have your separate interests. You're allowed to go off and do your own thing. I think that'll keep you together for a long time. That's we're very not We're not mutually exclusive, that. no. I'm quite happy it. to go off onto another podcast and spread Well, we don't even seed. need Neil. There's so much Taylor <laughs> love in this room. We don't even need Neil. <laughs> no, we don't. So I, I will say what, why I love Taylor. But first of all, uh, Robin, we'll start with you. Where did your love for Taylor begin uh i would say uh, i didn't really get into her when she first came on the scene that was a long time ago um i really got into her about 2015 2016 and then i had gotten tickets miraculously on the reputation tour and i got two tickets and i took my niece and taylor is top five performers that i've ever seen and i've been all over the world to see concerts and she just the amount of everything that she puts into it. And then she thanks the people selling hot dogs, people doing the lights, the bathroom cleaning, everyone from the dancers to the, to the food vendors. And that she, she appreciates it and she values her fans and she's just talented. I mean, she's definitely, you know, changed her interest from country to pop to, you know, the differences between folklore and yeah, she's just a great performer. So, and she's an amazing songwriter too, mm. for sure. Mm. So. So, Bean, um, in your job that you've done for 30, 40, 50 years, have you ever met Taylor? No. Oh. I, I, we've talked about this on the podcast that I do with, with my good friend, Allie. I have turned down the opportunity to meet Taylor on more than one occasion. Back when I had a big-time radio job, I did have the connections where that could have been possible. Been to see her in Los Angeles in concert, for instance, it would have been very easy to hook that up. I'm very, and I know people don't get this, I'm very happy with the fan-artist relationship that I have now, and I don't really require any more. I have no problems admiring him from, a, for, for, from afar. And I know by all accounts, everyone who's ever met Taylor, and she has met, as Robin alluded to, so many fans, thousands of fans. She's had fans to her house. She's done so many meet and greets with fans. She's lovely to all of them. I'm sure that I would have walked away and it would have been a great experience. I just don't need it, and I'm happy being a fan from a distance. So no, I have not met her. Right. Okay. So my first um, thinking of who Taylor Swift was came from Ralph Garman. 
from Ooh. from uh, listening to Hollywood Babylon, uh, the podcast mm-hmm. he did with Kevin Smith, from listening to Kevin and Bean. So straight away, because I was a fan of Ralph, I hated Taylor Swift because that was the thing. That was so, I, and that was without even listening to any of her songs. My grandson used to dance and shake his booty to shake it off, and I used to always go, "Oh, that's who Ralph hates." So I hate her. During lockdown, when I heard Folklore for the first time, I absolutely fell in love with that whole album. I thought, I don't believe I like a Taylor Swift song. So mm-hmm. then I started going back to the back catalogue, and then I realised, oh my God, I love Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> and it was almost like one of those kind of things that you say under your breath, because as a, as a, as a sort of a middle-aged man, I thought, is it right for me to like, I shouldn't like Taylor Swift, surely? Okay, that's a great point. And by the way, let me back up for one second to kind of mirror mirror ball, if you want the Taylor part. Oh, what nice. Robin said <laughs> about when I first became a Taylor fan, I was a con- and still am a country music fan and was aware of and a fan of the singles from her first album where she was primarily a country artist. Liked them a lot. The Teardrops on My Guitar, great song. Tim McGraw, I thought, this girl is very clever. I like her. It was when I went to see her, just like Robin was saying, you go see her. It is an evangelical experience. That connection with the fans and the performer. I saw her in Los Angeles on the Fearless tour, and I walked out of there thinking, I was a fan walking in. I was a super fan walking out. It was one of the greatest concerts I'd ever seen, and I wasn't expecting that. Mm. And you're right. You talk about being a middle-aged man who's a Swifty. Every show that I've gone to, and I've now seen Taylor seven times in concert, every show that I've gone to, I'm always the oldest person there. <laughs> and it is a an overwhelmingly female and young female audience. So it would be easy to say, who's this old guy? He doesn't belong here. He's just a creeper. But honestly, I look at her and this may sound, this may sound blasphemous to some. I look at her as a songwriter like a Joni Mitchell or like a Bruce Springsteen or like any of the greats that have had, have a catalog of music like she does. And I just admire her so much, not only as a singer, as a songwriter and as Robin said, as a performer. So I'm all in on Tay Tay and it's shocking to me as big as she is, and there's no one bigger in the world right now. No, no. She's got six albums in the top 20 on the Billboard Top 200 right now, album wow. chart. Six in the top 20. She's playing to 200,000 plus fans every weekend right now. Having said all of that, she's won three Album of the Year Grammys, been nominated for five. I still think it's possible she's underrated by a lot of people. Maybe it's because she's female. Maybe it's because she's young. Maybe it's just because people just think, oh, that's not for me. That's pop. It's not cool. But for whatever reason, I think she is underrated. And I think every year, I think she's breaking down more and more walls and more and more people are coming in and realizing she is one of a kind. Yeah. So you both seen her live. Um, I haven't, obviously. Um, Would you recommend somebody that is like, and you just said that was one of the best gigs you've probably ever seen, one of the best live performances. As a performer, is, do you think she's better as a performer or as a songwriter, Robin? What would you, which would you say is the better? Her big, I know she's oh. skilled on everything, but which one you say is the better thing? That's such a tough one. It's so, just like the top ten. It's so, she's so bad. And she, I mean, when I saw her in 2017, it was amazing. And the stuff that I've seen on this era's tour. I mean, her playing in the rain for oh, almost four hours. Crazy. And most people, I'm out. Most people will say I'm done. It's raining. Not her, her and her dancers, 100%. They give all in. And I don't know. I feel like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. But when we were, even my niece, she was 
I think she was 15 at the time. She walked out of there and she's like the amount of love that she and everything that she does. But when she was performing, it was top notch. So I'm going to go ahead and say performer with songwriting being a top tier of number two. But Mm. that's tough. What about you, Bean? I'm not going to take the bait. It's Sophie's choice for me. I don't think you I think she's at the top of her game in both areas. Right. I must admit. I made the stupid mistake of getting my top 10 ready and then went back and started listening to the first, the the Taylor Swift album and then fearless and then realizing actually, I mean, there isn't a bad song on that first album and I, and I, I I love country music. I really do. But that just really, I kept thinking the one thing I will say, I will, we'll go through this when we go through my, my top 10, um, you know the Axis of Awesome song, with the, the four chords song, where how how many fantastic songs have been written? Taylor loves those four chords, but the gift that she has is she makes those four chord songs sound completely different from each other. She'll have three of those songs on one album, and you wouldn't know. And I find that is such an amazing skill. I mean, I've mm. written songs before mainly with those kind of chords because my chubby fingers won't play any other chords. That's just easy chords to play. But to make those songs sound so different, but yet so catchy, and I'm a wet blanket when it comes to songs that can make you cry or songs that can make you... And I've been sat at work with tears in my eyes listening to the the lyrics and and like you said, like evangelical, like... yeah, There's been times and it's just really felt heavy for me with listening to these songs and discovering them for the first time. Well, I have some very sad songs on my list. And like yeah. Robin said, it's, it was one of the toughest lists I've ever had to make because a top 50 I could handle. Top oh. 10, it's too tough because you're yeah. literally leaving out some of your very favorite, favorite songs. She does a great job of putting you in the shoes. And this happens in movies too, where you have no relationship in real life to what that character is going through. But because of the skill of the writing and the directing and the acting, you feel like you are that person, right? Mm. That's what Taylor does in these songs. I'm the furthest thing from a teenage girl. But my heart breaks in so many of these songs where she's talking about the things that kids go through in high school and beyond, those kind of romantic things. I mean, she just does a – she's a great storyteller. That's it. That's all there is. And whenever there's a lyric about her kissing someone in the rain, I want to be that person in the rain. (laughs) I want to be that person. So – right. Let's let's get down to business, as they say. All right. Let's get down to business. Uh, Robin, give us your number 10, please. All right. So – I, this was a tough. I'm going to just say our song, and that came off of her self-titled. I don't know if anybody has that on their list, but I it was one of the country ones. I do like country music, but for this top ten, it was more geared toward her later stuff. But our song is number ten. Okay, I was going to try. Have you heard that song, Toss? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can play a little bit just so I can remind myself. That was from the original. That was the the first album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm, I'm sure I'll know it as soon as I... As, uh... And it's so clever because she's taking a concept that all young couples have, which is we have this special song that we share that's just for us, and she has yep. taken it out of the song realm, and now it's the slamming of a screen door, and it's all these other sounds that associate, associate with each other and their relationship. It's a very clever lyric. Oh, so good. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, it's very, like like Bean just said, it's very clever. It's not the fact that they've written a song. The song is about the song. 
right. if that makes it, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah. I mean, look, with some of the um, honourable mentions that we got as well, pretty much everybody that sent in honourable mentions said that they could have easily done the top 100 and this yeah. is the hardest thing. My daughter even sent me a top 10 and she said by the time I read it out, she's probably got another one that she could send me. So I've just, you know, I've told her that's enough. Uh, okay, so that's your number 10. That's a great one. Uh, Bean, kick us off with your first one, please. My number 10 is Dear John from the Speak Now album, one in a long, long series of songs that Taylor has written about actual real relationships that have broken up. This one is more specific than most of them. A lot of times it's just in a, in a story that is inspired by something that she went through. But this one, she has knives out for John Mayer. She calls him out for treating her poorly and addresses in the song their tremendous age difference that led to their breakup. They only dated for a few months. John, I think, was 32 at the time, and she was 19, and she's like, look, I was too young for the way that you treated me. John Mayer has come out after the fact and said he thought that was a, a lousy thing for her to do, and he did not deserve it. He's very defensive about it. But it's a powerful song to see her sing live, too, because she looks mad. Like, you do not want to cross Tay-Tay. <laughs> you do not want to be the John in Dear John. Love this song. It's my number 10. Okay, because, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of very famous stories um, behind some of the songs isn't there I mean uh, yes. my, my daughter said to me when I I announced that I, it's like announcing that I was gay I announced that I'm I'm a Taylor fan yeah you fan. came out as a, as a Taylor fan yeah right. and she said well that means you can't watch any Jake Gyllenhaal movies now you have to hate him and I went why and she told me the story I just went the bastard oh, that's it now I can't watch anything like Donnie Darko well, we'll I'll never about, watch again we'll be talking yep. I'm sure about Jake a little bit later on in, in our song sure and it's one of the things that is unfair about Taylor again, and I go back to the fact that she's young and that she's a woman, is nobody ever has any problem with a male rock star writing songs exactly. about their broken romance, about exactly. relationships that didn't work out. But somehow people think it's not serious if a young woman does it. And I think it's terribly unfair because it's as universal an emotion as we have. Well, Phil Collins made a solo um, solo co uh, career out of writing songs about his love life and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. A lot yeah. of artists have. And so how, how old was John May, as you say? he was. I think he was 32, Robin. You may know better than I, and she was 19 at the time, I think. I feel like that age is right. That sounds about right. Yeah. So about I know 12. she dated older people, but it, he was much older than she was at that time. Right. And how, how and old then is he ended now? up 33. 33. He, yeah. he ended up writing a an answer song to that, oh, too, really? by the way. I don't know if you know that, but it was very oh. toothless compared to hers. I mean, hers right. was a, a body blow, right? His was called Paper Doll, I want to say it is. And he okay. had some clever references in the lyrics to a, dating a girl who's 22 and things like that. But I think Taylor won that round. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, there's 20 years difference between me and Tay Tay. I mean, that's not, not that's that's doable, isn't it? I mean, like. Okay, now you're being creepy. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, but I mean, if, if, I, was, if I was 33 and, well, no, I was going to say, and she's 13, that's, that's going way too far. Maybe let's not do that. Let's Maybe not, let's no, uh, no. step anyway, away from the maths. My number 10. You're going to edit all that out, right, Paul? <laughs> that's going to be the promo clip for the episode. <laughs> And the, the episode will end with the Met Police coming through the door and hauling you off. Oh, dear, hauling me off. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, my number 10 is uh, from the first album, and it is Tim McGraw. So I I, I was, uh, again, very simple song, very simple, three, four chords. Um, 
I'm not really 100% sure who Tim McGraw is. No, he's, he's a big country si- wow. fan, isn't he? I'm no, so surprised no, no. to hear you say that. He's a superstar. Is he? Do you know who Faith Hill is? Faith Hill. Well, that's his wife. So she's a big country star too, but she, ah. didn't she act in movies? They both have acted in movies, actually. They're, they? they're yeah. both in the Yellowstone prequel or sequel, whichever one, uh, oh, uh, 1883 really? or whatever the other one is. Yeah, they're both they're both co-stars in that. Yeah, he's a, and he was in the Friday Night Lights movie, and he's done a lot of acting, but he is a country star who's had 30 number one records. He's a huge, huge star here. Really? And is people will country- say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Robin? Is, is country big over in the UK? Like, not as big as it is here, but is it as big? I mean, or- I, would just, I, would, I would think it is, it's not, obviously not as big as it is in, in the US, right. but I don't think, I mean, I, I, I love listening to country, but I wouldn't know where to start in regards to deep diving into country, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I was frustrated living in the UK for three years, had how little country radio there was. There's absolute radio, there's Chris Country, there's maybe one other, but there aren't a lot of choices for it. No. But there were people at the time when Taylor came out with that song, Tim McGraw, which was her debut single. They were saying, well, look how clever she is to figure out a way to automatically endear herself to country radio by writing a song about somebody who is a superstar in the format. It automatically gives her an edge in terms of people going through new records. Hey, what do you want to play this week? Oh, this one's about country music. Let's play this one. I thought it was very clever. I think she knew exactly what she was doing with that. Has anybody ever written a country song called Taylor Swift? Yes. Yes, oh, it has shit. been. It has been tried. It was not a success. No, oh, well. okay, because the then. person writing it didn't have Taylor Swift skills to pull it off. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, go on then, Robin. Your number nine, please. My number nine is New Year's Day from the Reputation. Oh, okay. I just just missed my top ten. I love that song. See, and Robin. I had Tim McGraw on my top ten, but I had I booted Tim. So, okay. So what do you have to say about that? New Year's Day. I just love New Year's Day. And she played it at the Reputation Tour when I saw her. Mm-hmm. And just seeing it live and on, her on the piano, it was just talking about her picking up her shoes. And it was just, it's one of those things. I'm not a big New Year's Day, New Year's Eve person, but it's just starting the year off fresh. And just the whole song, And which I think seeing it live made me love it even more. And there's an, there's one more song on my list that, uh, actually, now that I'm looking at it, I booted it. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed it like I messaged Bob earlier I've already changed it three times I added two songs on the way to work and taken two songs off it's just yeah. so New Year's Day is my number nine okay so it's not a U2 cover I was just wondering no. just for a second whether it's <laughs> no, going to be not. <laughs> I would love to and have I, seen her do a Bono impersonation but thank you no and I'm not a big U2 fan you had that on your top ten but that's no, near, neither here nor there So indeed Okay, I must admit, I haven't got that far to, uh, through Reputation to hear that song, so I'm going to look forward to listening to that one. Okay. It's the last song, Pablo. It's it worth, uh, worth getting to. Okay. Lovely. Wonderful. Uh, go on then, Beat. You're number nine. My number nine is kind of feels like a sister song a little bit in that it is a quiet, melodic, acoustic song from Taylor, and it's from the Red Album, and it is called Begin Again which is a beautiful song. And this one does go back to Jake Gyllenhaal. It's a song that she wrote about breaking up with Jake Gyllenhaal, and it was a little bit of a a nasty breakup, and then not being ready to date again for a while, and then when she did, being pleasantly surprised that somebody would be nice to her because that had not been her experience up to that. So this is the one where... If you remember the lyric, she talks about how, uh, you know, he never thought that I was funny and you do. And she talked about how good that felt. You never met anyone who had as many James Taylor records as you do. Well, I do. So she's finding all these connections with this new person. And you can just feel the smile getting bigger and bigger when she goes, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. 
not that angst of that old relationship. And it's just a hopeful, optimistic song with a terrific melody. I love Begin Again, and that's my number nine. Okay. So how, do, do, does everybody know, I mean, obviously you, you two are seasoned Tay-Tay fans, do you know who each song is about uh, in yes regards to like her, her boyfriends? Yes and no. Robin's right. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just internet rumors. It's never been confirmed. Sometimes it's just inspired by, and you can't tell, you know, you can write a song today about something that happened 20 years ago. It's not necessarily a chronological timeline of her life. And I'm also not one of those Swifties that is uh, a super involved Swiftie. I don't look for all the Easter eggs and I just don't have the time for it all. And I was just having this conversation today at work. I just don't, I mean, the people that are dissecting every single thing that she's wearing or the clock in one of her videos and the clock means this and that. And it's like, I don't have time for that. If I hear that it's about Jake Gyllenhaal or John Mayer or whoever, or Joe Jonas or whoever it is. Okay, great. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to it with the intent that I'm going to be mad at Jake or Joe or John or whoever it is that she's thinking about. So I'm the same way, by the way, I, I, I don't know how people have the time to to dedicate their life to to cracking the code but a lot of people do <laughs> yeah yeah i do i do like the fact that you can when you listen to the lyrics if you know who who it's about you can mm-hmm. sort of place yourself in the situation mm-hmm. a little bit but i mean sometimes it might not i mean just writing a song could just not be about anything it could just be what she's got in her head at a particular time and that is has been the case a lot with the last three albums that she's done very little press as you know but mm. what she has said about it is she is writing about characters now not to necessarily pulling only from her own life yeah 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 fascinating okay my number nine is uh, from the fearless album uh, and it's breathe now i must admit um this it was between this one and what was the other name of the other one Remember this? I don't oh, want to say anything because I don't want to. I don't want to tip off what might be on my list. Okay, up. okay. Well, there's a, there was a, if somebody has got it, then I will 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 say what I thought about it. But this is a beautiful song um, with a. Gr- I mean, a, the one thing that she is really good at is a, is killer choruses. There's there are certain songs she does it a lot where I don't know. There was again right. This is this a country trait? Is it a country music trait where you finish the chorus with the title of the song? Because I mean, she I think seems that's to do... common in all kinds of songwriting, I think. Right. It just seems she does that a lot. Like, it'll be, she'll go through a verse, there'll be a cracking chorus, and then the chorus ends with the title of the song. And I don't, it's, I, maybe it's just her style. I didn't know if it, it was. It feels maybe... good, do it. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your bell as well, Robin. <laughs> hey, we've all got bells. That's what I like. Um, okay, so that's my number nine. So, Robin, you're number eight, please. My number eight comes off of 1989, and it's Shake It Off. I, I'm sure you guys have that on your list, maybe? Somebody? Uh, I do not. I do not, no. Wow, okay. I, it doesn't mean I don't love it. I think it's fantastic. It's just, there's only room for 10. I know, and that's, I, I feel like, I thought we were going to be closer together, and you guys would have some of the same stuff, but I guess not. I mean, she has hundreds of songs to write. Well, I mean, Pavo just proved it. He took an album like Fearless, which has, what, five hits off of it. And one of his favorite songs on there is an album track. You know, (laughs) songs connect with you in different ways. Yeah, I I do like that one because she's basically just telling everybody, 
to uh, kick rocks and she's going to do what she's going to do. And mm-hmm. it's her, whether you like it, you like it. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Mm. And then so. she got sued. And then some songwriters sued her saying that they're the shake it off guys. And she stole the song from them. And that, that doesn't work very often when you sue no. somebody who obviously has written hundreds of songs and say, you got an idea for me, somebody you've never heard of. I was glad she won that one. Weren't they two guys from some, where were they from? Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember the specifics of it, but they were nobodies for sure. Exactly. But they they saw they had had used some of those words in a previous song and said, "Ooh, here's a payday. Maybe she'll just pay us to go away." But she didn't. Yeah. Which is good. That, that was one of the stories that Ralph did back in the day. Was that Taylor was going to copyright the phrase "this sick beat"? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. that was that just a story that was made up, or was that something that actually happened? I don't remember. I do have the T-shirt that just says this sick beat on it. And it is, it's obviously a Taylor Swift T-shirt. I don't know if she, she was able to or not. I, it's above my pay grade what they decide is, uh, is copyrightable. Yeah. I mean, you can't copyright a song title. We know that. No, but that's right. I don't, I don't know about that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Okay, then, Bean, your number eight, please. My number eight is the second song in a row from the Red album. This was from Taylor's version. This is one of the From the Vault releases from the Red album. And I, I, when I drove to Nashville a couple of weeks ago to see Taylor Swift, 531 miles each way, one of the reasons I chose that show to go to was because Phoebe Bridgers, one of my other favorite musical artists, was opening the show. And I really, really hoped that what would happen happened, which is that during the show, Taylor would say, hey, my good friend Phoebe is here. She recorded a song with me that we put out on the Red Taylor's version called Nothing New. Let's bring her out to sing it with me. So I was able to be there in the audience on that Friday night in Nashville and see the first ever live performance of one of my very favorite Taylor Swift songs by two of my very favorite artists. And it was fantastic. I just, this is what I don't get about how prolific Taylor Swift is. How do you have a song like this and decide to not put it on the Red Album back in 2012? (laughs) This is what's astonishing to me is the stuff that she leaves on the cutting room floor. Thank God we're getting a chance to see all of these songs. I think the key line for me in this song is, how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? That's a, a word economy that gets something across. You know exactly what she means because you grow up so much in those four years and you can already look back and go, boy, was I an idiot when I was in high school and now I'm so much more mature. Not realizing that when you're 30, you're going to look back on your 22-year-old self and see what an idiot you were. (laughs) That's a a beautiful couplet right there. And the way she and Phoebe sing it together, I just think it's a brilliant song and that's why it's my number eight. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. So, right, I don't know much about Phoebe Bridger either. Mm-hmm. Bridges, so right, right, and Bridges. What? So, what kind of music does she do? do and and what's like some of her good songs? She's an indie rock artist. She's a little. She's a. She's not a pop artist, but some of her songs certainly translate. When I saw her opening for the kids, I wondered how she would be received by Taylor Swift fans. But because Taylor had endorsed them, apparently a lot of them have been streaming Fever Bridges because they knew a bunch of her songs. Kyoto was probably her most famous song. But she is, and she's also in a band called Boy Genius. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, with two other terrific female singer-songwriters. And they came out and performed a couple songs together for the show I saw, too. And a lot of people are saying that Boy Genius album could be the, the album of the year. I mean, it's uh, it's killer. You should definitely look into Phoebe Bridgers. I think you would, if, you, if you're on board with Taylor, I think you'd like Phoebe, too. Right, okay. 
I will give that a try. I'll add that to the ever-growing list of things I yes. need to You've got to live pretty long to see all the things and watch all the things and listen to all the things your guests recommend to you. Well, to be fair, if you, um, well, it hasn't come out for everybody yet, but last week's uh, Fictional Inventions, where I asked for a chip to go into the head that just downloads things that you need to watch or listen to, as Great soon as idea. I get that, that's fine. I'll be, I'll be sorted. It'll be no problem. <laughs> Um, okay, so my number eight is from the Reputation album, and it's Delicate. Ooh, pretty. And this was one of those one of those songs that got me right from the very start. That little effect that she puts on the voice, the echoey effect. But it's the it's it's that those. Oh, I've gone and pressed it again. Oh, I'm sorry. See what I mean? Where's Neil when you need him? Um, but this ain't for the best. My reputation's never been worst, so you must like me for me. It's such a great line. Especially with the fact that she had this reputation of being... I don't know. Has she had a reputation of being a troublemaker or as just being somebody that is always dating people? Or That's the sort of thing that I don't really know. I need to delve into, like... Because I don't want to go into Google it because it's just going to be all crap that people are going to be saying and i don't really want people to hear that about robin today. what's your answer to that when pavo asks that question do you think taylor is difficult i don't think she is i but you never know until you're in you know in with her i just i don't think she is what do you think i think she stands up for herself and people are uncomfortable seeing a woman do that and say hey i'm worth it right yeah. I think I think she has self-confidence and she deserves to have self-confidence because she has a lot to offer the world. She doesn't need to be treated like shit by anybody. And I think people aren't used to that. I think people are used to women being a little more what's the uh what's the word uh, not, not defensive, not subjective. What's the word I'm looking for here, guys? Um a little more Help me out here. Brain freeze. What's the word? How are you? I'm just thinking of when that shifted for her, though. I think after that that lawsuit that she had with the guy grabbing her butt at the uh, perfect example. That that guy when that happened, she was like, "I'm not suing you for a million dollars. I'm suing you for a dollar because it's the fact of the matter. You did this. You should right. not be able to do this." And I think after that is when she really stood up for herself all the time. She wasn't standing up for any BS that happened in the way. Like, mm-hmm. It just went, and I don't know who was that lawsuit against some radio guy, right? Yeah, it was a radio guy in Colorado who had grabbed her butt yeah, during a photo yeah. shoot or something like that. And she just wanted to say, look, she had nothing to gain from doing it, but yep. she thought it was the right thing to do. And I think, uh, I think really? she was right. She so what, have, when yeah. was that? When did that happen? I think the lawsuit was probably four years ago, maybe, or something like that. The incident had happened a few years before that. Did it not make big news in the UK, Pop? I, I've never heard that before. I mean, the only yeah. the only thing that I'd seen that had been trouble was, was and this is what I wouldn't want one of you guys to maybe give me the full details on this, is the reason that she does Taylor's versions of her albums. Mm-hmm. Now, that was something to do with the, is that the publishing rights or something of the, the, the first few albums? Yes. She, she had her catalog which she was willing to buy and pay fair market price for, she had the people who owned it that she had signed her original record deal with sell it to someone else. And she was like, that's bullshit. So she just decided she was going to essentially make them as worthless as she could by re-recording all of those songs, knowing that her fans would prefer to listen to the versions that she makes the money off of rather than the versions that her enemies make the money off of. It's the first time I've ever seen anyone do it, certainly to this extent. And, you know, she's three albums in now doing this, and it looks like she's going to do them all. Yeah. It's a genius business move. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a terrible thing that they did to her. 
And when she announced that she was going to do that, everybody thought that it wasn't going to go the way that it did. And I think it, I mean, it's definitely in her favor for sure. But mm-hmm. I mean, people are like, and I'll admit, I was one of those people. I thought, well, she's going to re-record it. How different is it going to be? And it is different. And then you also get these songs, like you mentioned, being about like from the vault, nothing right. new being one of them. So right. it, it just, and my number seven is next. And it, that's also one that came from the vault. And it just, it, it made a lot of sense, and I'm glad that she did it because it is the right. I thing am to too, and I think her re-recordings are not that dissimilar from the originals. I no. think she sticks to the arrangements and the instruments as much as she can. The only difference is they're a little crisper. I think they're a little better yep. produced. Maybe the few years have gone by with that technology, and also she is a better singer now than she yeah. was. If you A B exactly. them, sometimes you can go, "Oh, this is somebody with a little more experience, mm-hmm. a little better." Now, I think it's a win-win for everyone that isn't. The, the old record label, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to run and and that label, right? Yeah. And Speak Now comes out in the in mid July, July seventh, yeah, July seventh, yeah. 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 In that Can't lawsuit wait. with um, the guy in Colorado was in twenty seventh, twenty seventeen, yeah. Wow, well, see, so much more to learn about Taylor. It's just uh, a stuff. gift that keeps giving. Uh, so, Robin, your number seven. You mentioned it was one from the vault. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> It's not from the vault, so to say. It's all too well, but it's the 10-minute version. Now, okay. I don't know if you... I don't know if it was released over there. She played the 10-minute version on Saturday Night Live. and Did you see that? Did you guys both see that? That's my number six. Just my number five. Know. Okay, so you're number five. This is the first hat trick, you guys. The first it one is. that was going to leave off of our yeah. list. How could you not? It, did yeah. you see when she performed that? I had chills because you can tell that she, and then to have the video, the screen behind her playing the video, the actual video that she produced and directed and all that stuff playing behind it. I obviously went on like and checked that video out after, but just seeing her in her emotion and playing just, oh, it was just top notch. I love it. This- this could have been my number one. This is Taylor's Born to Run. This is her yes. Stairway to Heaven. This is her epic anthem. And the history of it is so interesting that it wasn't a single in 2012 from the Red album. It was a very popular album track. And then to have the opportunity years later to not only re-release it, but also to add the extra five minutes that she cut for the first time around. And just, I think that song is more popular today than at any time since it was recorded. I think it's the biggest, one of the biggest songs she's got now. Oh, it's so good. It's, yeah. and this is a, it's another Jake Gyllenhaal. This is the one where the scarf comes from. If you've ever heard of the scarf, Pava, where's the scarf, right? This is the well. This this was the one, and I can remember watching the I think whether it was TikTok or an Instagram video when she, the first night of her Eras tour, and she played this, and then there's the point in the song when people realized that it was the 10 minute version and everyone went fucking nuts in the crowd. They just went absolutely mad. And I must admit the first time I listened to this, and then that was when my daughter said, Oh, you know who this is about. And she told me the story. The second time I listened to it, I genuinely was moved because there's so much in there. And it's that point where you break me like a promise that, that lines and you think, Oh my God, it's, there's so much raw emotion in that song. Mm-hmm. I can't believe and the, I'm not playing and it what's while talking about it. The specificity, which is a word I have a lot of trouble pronouncing, of <laughs> a lyric about him not showing up at her 21st birthday oh, party. Yes. Yeah. Just really is a <laughs> exactly a punch oh. to the gut, isn't it? And again, that's what oh. great songwriting does is it puts you in the shoes of your character without you having ever gone through anything like that, but you feel it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is another one of those 
four chord songs. Same chords mm-hmm. as With or Without You, the same chords as You're Beautiful, all of those are the songs, and it's just, it's very, very clever because it's very, very simple, but there's so much in this song, so yeah. many things that you can yeah. pick out. It's a great but, yeah. one. And that's, I mean, it's great that it's one that's, everybody's got it. On, yeah. their, on their list so well, you can't you can't you can't be a taylor swift fan if you don't love all too well no. <laughs> i'm sorry it's it really is the perfect encapsulation of what she is about i mm-hmm. think totally yeah. agree totally agree um okay so what's your number seven then being i can guarantee that no one has this song it is not right. on a taylor swift album it was a song that she wrote recorded and released in six days over Thanksgiving holiday weekend in 2019, and it is her Christmas tree farm song. Ah, okay. I don't know if you've ever heard it, Pavo, but it, it is, it's called Christmas Tree Farm. Because oh. She, of course, <laughs> grew up on a Christmas tree farm. And the old-timey version is what I want to recommend to you and to your listeners, because there are a couple of different versions. But the one that's called the old-timey version sounds like it was recorded in 1963, it has the strings on it, and it has the mistletoe and the sleigh bells and the holly and the ribbons and the mittens and the cider. I mean, it has all the things about being at home at Christmas time, and it's so beautiful. It's just—it's oh an instant gosh. holiday classic. You know, I love the Christmas music, yeah. right? This song should be on everyone's Christmas music playlist forever, uh, forever as long as you celebrate the holiday. Christmas tree farm should be a part of it. That's why it's my number seven. I'm glad you said which old-timey version, because I do have that one. That's the one. Yep. I've never heard this before, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look forward to putting this on the video playlist for the Patreon top heads, but also just delving. Was this a one-off song or a one-off album? One-off single, yeah. Oh, now, she should now, do a Taylor, Christmas album. Well, she did, unfortunately, when she was oh. very young, right after the first album. The record company talked her into doing five or six songs. It wasn't that good. She did a couple of originals. Christmases When You Were Mine was pretty good, but mostly it was Silent Night and covers like that. And there wasn't right. anything exceptional about it. It's not a necessary part of her discography. This, okay. This is something else. Let's just pretty Christmassy, Christmas. isn't it, Pav? It is lovely. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. You just got, I mean, what can you. I just want to put my decorations up and start wrapping presents. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've, re- I've heard that song before. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. That is fantastic. Thank you for that, Bean. If, if mm-hmm. all else, thank you just for that. <laughs> did, you, did you do a video for that? Was yeah, there... they did do a video and they had a lot of home video footage of her as a little girl running around on the actual Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania where she grew up. Oh, my God. It just gets better and better. Okay. No, go on, Robin. What was you going to say? No, I was going to say, make sure you get this one because this is the one that. Right. The old version. The yeah. old version. Christmas yeah. tree with all train 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 track. <sighs> Excellent. Okay, my number seven uh, is from the Speak Now album, and it's Enchanted. Um, Great choice. Another uh, another four chord song um, with a great chorus. Um, <laughs> This is one of the songs that when I saw the the um, stuff from the Eras tour that's been on that, that's swamping all of the social medias, it was the twenty thousand people outside the stadium that were all getting a free show basically, and yeah. this was the song that they were all singing along to it. And this is one of the songs that I've got teary eyes at work listening to, thinking how amazing it must be to be in like even with twenty thousand people outside the stadium. 
I had never seen it before until walking away from Nissan Stadium in Nashville a few weeks ago. It was exactly as you described. People came and they brought their lawn chairs and they dressed up and they were singing along like they were at the concert because you could hear it fine. This is the only song she has been doing so far from Speak Now. And the reason being that she's going to start introducing a lot more of those songs when the new the new Taylor's version comes out on July 7th. So we will see the set list change as the summer progresses when Speak Now gets a little more prominence. But Oh, really? It's a terrific song. This was in my top 20. This one came very close to making the show here today for me, too. Because when I was doing my deep dive of really getting into Taylor's music, I, I listened to the um, era's set list so, mm-hmm. um, that was on Spotify. So that's the only songs I've been listening to, thinking, well, that's the songs that she's doing live. But if you're saying you know, she's changing the songs... Well, she will. You know, she does those two songs that are a surprise every night, and we're going to start seeing a lot more. I think she's already done one of the other songs from... I don't mean, maybe. I think she did mean or mine, one of them. But she's now starting to introduce some of those other songs from Speak Now. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, right. Okay. I lost oh, you. We just lost you, Puff. Yep. <laughs> That's I just, I just pressed the cough button. That was why okay, I pressed the wrong go. button. Like, <laughs> what a knobhead. <laughs> uh, that was my number seven. So, Robin, right. your number six, please. My number six comes off of Lover, and it is The Archer. Ooh. Okay. I don't think you guys have that. I don't think Bean does, by the way. He just said. Yeah, <laughs> well... I have, um, a, I have an Archer story. I don't want to take away from your description of why oh, you like it so much, though. I, I mean, just the lyrics, and it's just a lot of self-reflection on her. And I just, mm-hmm. it's so deep. And it's like, I'm in Taylor's diary. And it's just, it's raw, I think. And it's just, I I love the music. I love the lyrics. I love everything about it. So what do you have against Archer? I don't have anything against it. Lover is my least favorite Taylor album. I think you need to oh, calm okay. down. I don't love You Need to Calm Down, for sure. Me is one of the worst songs she's ever done, her duet with Brendan Urie, I think. I'm not a big fan of The Man. I mean, that's a lot of songs from one album for me to not like. And The the Archer, I was so-so on, it was fine. But then I saw her in concert, and it was fantastic. And you know how sometimes, right place, right time, you see it live, it hits you a different way, hits different, another great Taylor song that's new. And I saw the Archer, I thought, oh, now I'm an Archer fan. Now I get the Archer. It was the way she performed it. And those gotcha. lyrics really came to life. So, yeah, I'm a fan now. I'm with you. Okay, I like it. I think I feel I might have the, the same feeling because I'm a bit, I'm an iron about this song. It's not one of the ones that hits me straight away. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I kind of feel like like you're right, Bean. It's like you go and see a song like that live where it's performed in front of you changes right. your whole you're like where have i been yeah this yeah. is great <laughs> yeah changes your whole feeling of a song absolutely uh right on the beat you're number six i know this is going to be on at least one of your lists because it is love story that's my number four robin no for you huh mm-hmm. love story from fearless now taylor does a lot of fairy tale type songs mm-hmm. she's a young romantic right like white horse like today was a fairy tale love story yep. is the best of all of them it is Romeo and Juliet without the suicide is what love story is. I'm sorry. I just, I love it so much that that whole part about you be the prince and I'll be the princess. It's a love story. Maybe just say yes. I I mean, it's just, it's so simple, but you just see the kids falling in love with that. It's got a great melody. It's a sing out loud type of song. I love it. That's my number six. 
Yeah. And it's a great story song. And the fact that, mm-hmm. like, at the end of it, she's thinking that he's going to just leave her and she goes down on, he goes down on one knee. And there's, again, on social media, there's a great bit of footage of a guy, a young guy that's selling popcorn and he's singing the song to this girl on the steps. And as it gets to that point, he gets down on, I mean, he doesn't propose to her, but he, like, he, they play out the song singing to each other and I'm assuming that they don't know each other I'm assuming that he's there just selling popcorn and, and whatever it is oh, that's such a funny. Su- it is a sweet sweet video it is so good I think it went Robin do you like Love Story too? Uh, uh, yeah it's, 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 it's a, it gets played a lot but it's not my I think what my issue is with that album is when, the, when she re-released it the uh, Taylor's version mm-hmm. I had it on a shuffle and when I was out in the pool and it played that whole album played non-stop and I think Mr. Perfectly Fine like you being in Nashville with a little bracelet you have the bracelet there <laughs> I do as a matter of fact I don't know if you'll oh, be able to see go. it but this is yep. the Mr. Perfectly Fine bracelet yeah. <laughs> and that the woo woo lady gave me exactly I think it just they played it played too much for me to you got I'm burned like, on it for life right maybe not for Understood. life but it, it's on the back burner for now because you know she just like Ali said, it's been thirty seconds. She's re-released another album, so right, know, just, <laughs> right. There's so much new Taylor, so it's like I, it's on the back burner for now. By the way, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because she did release three new songs this week. Pavo, you probably know that she did yeah. these th- the the new Midnight's edition that came out with the Karma, the new Karma version with a feature from Ice Spice, mm-hmm. and then she released "You're Losing Me," which was another track that hadn't made Midnight's before. That is. Mm-hmm killer i, I love mean that. it's so it, good and it goes back to what i was saying about nothing new is how do you have a song that another artist might take 10 years to come up with a song that good and not even put it on your album right how is it the 24th song that you released from this album it's so good yeah but so, I have, yeah she's I have, very prolific i have thoughts on that and i just had this conversation with my niece on the way home from work today i don't like the fact that taylor releases an She'll release Midnight, right? And there's mm-hmm. 10 different versions. And version right. one might have this song. Version two has this one, but not the first one. And it, yes, I'm not going to buy the same album 20 times for whatever. But are we buying any of them? They're all up on streaming for the most part, except for this song so far is not on streaming. You can only see it on YouTube right now. I mean, I don't, I buy them on iTunes, but I do not buy them from her. And I get those emails, oh, it's only on sale for 24 hours. And it's like, yeah. Uh, I get it, but like I know. My, niece, my niece sent me her list and I said, I've never even heard of this song. It's different. And she said, oh, that was on a version that you had to buy separate. And I just said, I right. Can't. They'll have a target exclusive track or something yeah. like that. I know she does make it. It is a journey to try to keep track of all of them. That's for sure. And right. I get it. Just like yeah. you were saying about the Easter eggs is who has time to jump through all those hoops. I get it. I, yeah. So I did listen to um, You're Losing Me, which is a damn good track. I'll tell you that. I it wasn't enough to put on my top 10 just yet. It might be there, you know, when we, re- when we revisit this in a year, but <laughs> I agree. I agree. Make a note, Pav, you got to check out. You're losing me on YouTube. It's so good. I will do. I will do. It's, um, uh, uh, well, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm at the start of my Taylor journey. Right. So I feel like I've still got a lot of the old stuff to seep into right. my soul, you know. And you haven't even listened in. to all of Reputation yet. Exactly. You've got so much homework to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that chip in my head. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> My number six was all too well, but I, I did want to mention, actually, listening to the f- the first Taylor Swift album again today, Teardrops mm-hmm. on My Guitar has got a little bit of the melody from All Too Well 
that she's obviously repurposed oh. from Teardrops and My Guitar to All Too Well. There's just one line. Just one line, but... Uh, um, See, you hear things in songs I don't because I'm not a musician. I think that's what's happening here. Well, I mean, because you, you you know you know about chords and everything, and you can see the similarities in songs that maybe I would not even notice. It was weird because before we went on air, I did grab my guitar and was listening to the first couple of albums, like Tim McGraw and whatever the second song was, and I managed to find the chords. So it shows how simple the chords are. Because if I like I say, if I can play them, they're very very simple chords. But that's the beauty is making those songs sound different and the melodies different and. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Anything like that. Right, before we carry on, mm. where's, my, where's my button? Is it quiz time? It is. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. Here we go. I'm so, nervous. So um, we have, we're, we've borrowed this uh, from a very famous podcast, uh, but they normally have two people to help eh, with doing it. But anyway, first one to three. And uh, who's going to go first? We have ladies and birthday girl first. Or do you want to decide? It's your, Robin, it's your choice, you, Robin. Which, yeah, would you like to prefer? go first or second? Oh. I'm going to go second because I'm horrible at trivia. You're, okay. But it's Taylor Swift trivia, so... I know, but I'm not an Easter egg finder, and I, <laughs> I just don't have time for... Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to We'll see, shall we? Okay, so Bean, you're going first. Here we go. Okay. Which fellow megastar joined Taylor on stage disguised as a clown during a live performance of We Are Never Getting Back Together to Taylor's surprise? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh. It looks like Robin does. Robin? No. No. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I would just take a stab, but I have, oh my God. Well, have a I'll guess. take a stab. Have a I'll guess. take a guess too. And I have no idea, but I'll just say Jack Antonoff. It was not. Robin, do you want to okay. have a guess? 
I that's what I was gonna say, but I but he's just come around lately. Um I oh I don't even Joe Jonas, I have no idea. No, it was Ed Sheeran. Uh, I have no idea. I must have missed that. It, one of the, it is one of the cutest things. She's singing the song. It gets about the third line in. She looks at this clown and realizes it's Ed Sheeran. And the look on her face, I'll put it on the, the video uh, playlist for the top heads. It is so cute. It is, she has no idea that he's there. You know, I, you know, I block all things Ed Sheeran. You know how I feel oh, that about is that true. little, that that little is troll, true. right? Yes, yes. He wasn't under a bridge at that particular Right, exactly, uh, where he belongs. He wasn't. So, um, oh, shit. See, it is it's hard to work out. So, Robin, no, Gene, uh, whose who's go is it? Robin, it's your it's go. It's Robin's go. She has only one done one question. Jesus. Taylor's 2023 Eras <laughs> Tour kicked off in which U.S. state? Oh, that was Arizona. It was in Glendale, what it, it was Arizona. It, it was Arizona, as Taylor calls it. Not that I looked at it, but I do have this. I'm hoping to get. I'm hoping to go, but I. There you go. So one nil to you, Robin. Uh, yes. Bean. Yes. Taylor sir. has had two UK number ones. Which oh. songs were they? I, why would I have any idea what her UK number ones are? All right. If you get so I guess one I of them, if you get one of them, I'll give you the point. Well, I feel very confident that. Uh, Antihero is a number one. Is correct. Okay. Do you know and the other one? if I had to guess, I'm going to say it, shake it off. It was not, no. Was no. it we're never going to get back together again? Uh, you're right, it wasn't, no. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm out then. What was it? <laughs> it was, look what you made me do. Oh, oh sure. That makes sense, too. That makes sense, too. But I'll take the point. You've got the point. It's one all. Robin, over to you. Yep. Uh, which album gave Taylor three U.S. number one hits? Um, I want to say, oh, I want to say 1989, but I also say reputation. I'm going to say 1989. I think that's right. Is correct. It was. Uh, It spawned Shake It Off, Blank Space, Mm -hmm. and Bad Blood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bean, over to you. Who is Taylor Swift named after? James Taylor. Is correct to okay. and to tie game, but here's Robin for the win, right? It is Robin for the win. Now, obviously, I've taken this before the uh, songs that came out today, but who is the only featured artist on Midnight's? I want to say Phoebe Bridge, just because it's he. She sang that no, uh, Midnight. Oh God, it's um, it's on the snow is on the beach, isn't it? Oh Lord. I don't really listen to the nice. Uh, who? I, well, I don't know. Oh, I feel terrible taking this now. Yeah, because you know, gonna, you know the song. Because it know is the so song. at the beach, and I feel like she mentioned uh, mentioned a pop star in Snow on the Beach. She mentioned uh, Janet Jackson. Can I give the answer, but make it a tie? Can we? Can it just be a tie? Since that, since Robin gave the assist with naming the song, let's make it a tie. That's uh, absolutely. So Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> God, I mean, you make it so easy with this board. I'm telling you, there you go. That's what I wanted. And it's so interesting, by the way, because when 
Midnight's came out and she had that feature from Lana Del Rey. There were some Swifties who said, why so little Lana? Why is there not any more Lana on the song? We want more Lana on the song because we love Lana too. Mm. So she went back in and re-recorded it and <laughs> did it, put out another version that has more Lana on it. Like, what artist does that? Here's the more Lana version of the song. It's crazy. Me. She never stops, does she? She, she never, never stops. She I don't know how she stops. does it. No. I've got another question here just for you, Bean. Um, what Uh-oh. in age order, from oldest to youngest, are the names of Taylor's three cats? Oh, oh um, well, I think I think Meredith is the oldest, I want to say. I That's think, uh, uh, what's your face? Uh, Mariska Hargitay's uh, character uh, is the second oldest, and Benjamin Button is the third oldest. Mariska Hargitay's character is... Is the second one. <laughs> Robin, help me out here. Who am I thinking? I, of? No, I knew Benjamin Button. I don't. I thought he was the second one, but I think he's the. You know, he's the he's the third one. He is the third one. And Meredith is the first one. And the I one know. in the middle is named after Mariska Hargitay's character on that show. But yeah. I, I'm so it's Meredith. That. Do you know what Meredith's last name is? Does she have a last name? It's Meredith Gray. Oh, Meredith Gray from Grey's Anatomy. Yes, of course. And that's right. yeah, Olivia yeah, Benson. Olivia Benson. That's the second one, right? Yeah. I'd have given you the point for that one, so that's fine. Being, I was close, but I'm ashamed that I did not do do better with that. Never mind. Never mind. It's all good. Uh, okay, back to the top ten. So, Robin, what's your number five, please? My number five comes from folklore, and it is Epiphany. Ooh, first folklore appearance. Yes. Yeah. And I, does folklore make an appearance on your two tops? It does. I have a folklore song. I have yes. a folklore, yeah. All right, yeah. I, Great um, album. I love that song. I I love Evermore more than I do folklore. Um, I think you're, you lean one way or the other. And I know Allie loves folklore, but I don't know. I just, I like, the, I love everything about that. They're sisters, those two albums, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's like a great double album is what it is. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, I do like that song. I think Folklore will always have a place in my heart because that's the album that opened the door to Taylor Swift to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I've only got one Folklore song on my in my top ten. I'm surprised there should be more, really. Yeah. Um, I'm the same way. I have one, and there's a lot of songs on the album I love. And she yeah. won the Album of the Year Grammy for Folklore, too, and I think that was well-deserved. Mm. And, I, and the Disney, the the, the Disney uh, documentary of the making of it, and that is mm-hmm. fantastic. Have you ever seen yeah. that? It's very good. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing. That was it. Not just the album, but that documentary was what changed my whole view on Taylor. Listening to her talking about the songs mm-hmm. made me realize that actually she's. It's not just you know pop music in quotation marks. It's she's thinking about it. It's and a real song craft. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. It is too hot for this right now, but I do have my folklore. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I was going to buy one, but it was only available on the website for 22 minutes, so I wasn't able to. (laughs) (laughs) I've decided if if my daughter, I don't want to sort of out it, but my daughter has said she's going to get a credit card uh, for when um, Taylor is going to come to the UK and I've said right well I'm going to go with you and I'm going to get a shirt made that's got just Taylor's face all around it and I'm just just going to dress up and I wore a shirt just like that when I went to see her in Hyde Park and I had a lot of people come up and take their picture with my shirt because they thought it was so cool yeah it was Taylor just all I'm wearing Taylor all over my shirt here today is that a shirt no that's a red this is I don't even I think it might be red yeah this one goes way back but yeah, yeah. I, I've not seen this one around a lot, but it's one of my favorites. And you're yeah, wearing a Taylor shirt too, right, Robin? 
Yeah, this is it's very hard to see, but it's a it's a reputation. It's got the snake. Oh sure, the snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on the back it has a it's very hard to see, but it had a lot of Pavo, you want to show yours off as well? I've got my I've got my Swifty shirt on, yeah. Very bought, nice. Especially for tonight. I I wanted to buy a tailored cap, but the only cap you can buy are the hats that she wears in on the red cover. Not a good look for you. No. Uh, <laughs> not a good look for you. Uh, oh dear okay so so that was your number five uh being yep. your number five is the 10 minute version of all too well correct uh my number five is stay 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 from uh the oh. red album i absolutely love this song it's another I, I don't think it's the four chords it's uh very simple chords but it is such a, she's cute in a lot of ways uh, mm-hmm. uh taylor the bit right at the very end when she's you hear her laughing and saying, "Oh, this was so fun," is just you know, it's to die adorable. for. It's absolutely adorable. adorable. Yeah, and I I love those kind of little moments where you you just see the human behind somebody that I mean, a lot of it can be very computerized in music, and some of her music is very I don't know what's the what's the word for things like the. It's not dance music. It's still pop music, isn't it? But things like Midnight's and that kind of Taylor Swift, because there's different kinds of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. This one is more what I class as like proper pop music. Mm-hmm. The stuff like Midnight's, is that more dance pop, would you call that? or I think it's pop. To yeah. me, it's pop. It's a different flavor of pop, but it's still pop, I think. Right, okay. But yeah, um, Stay, Stay, Stay for me. Um, it's one of the songs that I've actually managed to get the backing track for. That one day I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a gig. Um, I'll have to take it down, maybe a, a an octave or something. If I'm gonna get that high, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have a go at that one. Uh, thoughts on this song, guys? I like it. I mean, yeah. Red is Red is my favorite Taylor Swift album. So I, there's very little about that album that I don't like. Uh, that's a great choice. So interesting that you say that because I was not a. I shouldn't say I wasn't a fan. I never listened to Red before I went to that Taylor Swift concert with my niece in Detroit. And she mm-hmm. was telling me, no, Red's the best album. Red's so great, blah, blah, blah. And I listened to it. I do love it. I do love it now. And there's a lot of State of Grace. There's a, a Holy Ground. Those were on my top list. And then right, I had to right. down. So, right. you know, but those were, I do like uh, the Red version now. For sure. I was very surprised, and I can't say which now until we get to the end. I was very surprised at the albums that make no appearance, albums that I consider I'm a fan of, but have no songs in the top 10. But again, that just speaks to how difficult a list it was to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just out of interest then, Robin, what is your favorite Taylor album? Oh, that's hard. I would, right now, currently, I would actually say Red Taylor's version. Right. And I just, I like a lot of the Holy Ground um, the State of Grace, I love the State of Grace acoustic version, that's really good um, I do like Red, but I think the rest of my song, and I like these songs on my top 10 for different reasons which we're going to get into very quickly um, Okay mm. But yeah, I do I do like the Red Taylor version, what about you? I do think you? My, at the moment it's the Taylor Swift album the first one, <laughs> but I think yeah. that's because that's, a, that's the, the, the one that I've just sort of discovered more I right. got into more, so yeah, that's the one I'm. I'm sort of like really pushing towards. Uh, Robin, you're number four, then please. Well, wait, what is Bean's one for his album? Uh, Bean said red, wasn't it? Red, red. Oh, red. Name. Yeah, red. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Keep up, Robin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so number four. You can jump down my throat for this, but it's me. And honorable mention is Jump and Fall. So it was kind of like a twofer. 
because it's very Oh, different. don't even get us started on two per because we'll be here all day. Yeah. I, okay, fine. I'll take that back. Just me then. I, what do you like day. about me? Because I've heard it and I'm having trouble understanding this it, choice. <laughs> I like it that it because I always say I'm awesome covered in awesome sauce. And you know how she's saying you can't spell awesome without me. And it just... It, she's saying who she is, right? It's kind of like the mm-hmm. shake it off. She's saying, okay, well, this is me. You take it or you leave it. It has nothing to do with the whole... The video, I wasn't really a fan of the video, which I'm sure... No, I think the video hurt me for that one, and you need to calm down both, because they were both so over-the-top, candy-pop. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Is, I, me, is me the song that she... At one point had spelling is fun, kids, and then she removed yes. that part from the song. She Even she realized how dumb it was? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, I was literally like, re-uploaded oh, the song, Pablo, and took out a line because people were making fun yeah. of her so much for spelling is fun, kids. She yeah. never said that. She did. It was in, it was in the song. Yes. <laughs> you should look it for was. it. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's what soured me on me, but I'm delighted <laughs> that you enjoy it so much. Yeah, so that's that's my number four. So. Uh, spelling is fun, kids. Wow, <laughs> a fair place for those. Uh, okay, right. yeah, I only heard that song for the first time today, so I'm gonna I, I will have a re revisit with okay. that one. There you um, go. Lovely. Okay, Bean, your number four, please. My number four is my one and only song from folklore. It is Betty. Ooh, it okay. is Betty. Now, Betty, I do not, this goes back to what Robin and I were saying about not having, you know, we have jobs, so we don't, we can't really, we don't have a homeland style diagram on our back wall with string going to pictures about what everybody means. But as I understand it, Betty is part of the love triangle between James and Betty and Inez. And it somehow fits, the story is told through three songs, Betty, Cardigan, and August. Those three songs all form a trilogy. Each one is from a different character's point of view. And what's interesting about Betty is this is from James's perspective. So she's a 17-year-old boy singing this song. That's what we were talking about, how she's now not singing necessarily from her own life, but these characters that she's created. And it just has so many of those great lines where you talk about, oh, why did you switch homerooms to get away from me? And I'm Mm. not going to skateboard by your house anymore. Like those type of things that we all went through, whether we literally did or not, we know the feeling of what that's like and how difficult high school is in those relationships and how your heart skips a beat when you see this certain person in the hall and how hurt you get if they don't return that feeling. And I don't know, it's just a captivating song and a killer melody. And I was so happy, not knowing what the set list was going to be until this tour began, I was so happy to see that this was one of the songs that I was going to be able to see when I went to see her. And it was killer. And yeah. to see 70,000 people singing this story, I mean, I'm I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about it. So that's my song. At number four, it's Betty. That's a great one. It is that thing... Uh, there's the line in there of when you see somebody and all you want to do is maybe just go over there and just kiss them and see what happens, you know, and just think, well, what what can I, but you haven't got the nerve when you're 17. Right. Does that mean I haven't got right. the nerve exactly. when you're 53 to do that? But right. with a wife, I haven't got the nerve to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone when I'm 17. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that that was very close to being my one from folklore in, on my top 10, but it didn't didn't quite make it. Okay, so my number four was Love Story. So we're back with you, Robin, for your number three. My number three um, is on Taylor's Red Version. It was released as a single for, um, I don't know if they have this in the UK. It's called Stand Up to Cancer. Right, okay. 
do you, do you know what that is? Like where a bunch of stars and musicians come up and they're trying to raise money for cancer. Yeah. Um, there's a song called Ronin. Have you heard that song, Bob? I haven't heard that one, no. That, I never okay. got to that one today. I'm sure, um, Dean, you've heard Ronin, right? It's also my number three. <gasps> wow. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. It's, um, and I know, Bean, we just touched base on this, but um, I work with a uh, charity foundation called Living the Dream, and we take kids out to music events. And this song, Ronin, it's actually written, Taylor kind of, back years ago, she found this blog from this mom and this mom was writing about her son's cancer journey and how he was in the hospital and he ended up passing away and she I don't know how Taylor found this blog but she found this blog and she kept reading all about the story and followed the journey and she ended up writing this song with the mother and they didn't they co-write it the co-op right yeah well yeah they did I mean Taylor reached out to the mom Maya Thompson said I'm so moved by your story I'd like to use some of your words to to incorporate into this song that we can promote for cancer research. As Robin mentioned, it was a rare form of cancer. The kid was, what, three, three and a half or something like that. Almost four. And she but. took all of these lyrics that just, I can barely recall them without tearing up because she yeah. talks about, you know, the little dinosaurs on the floor. And yeah, I don't want to cry. No. Yeah. It's, and it was very emotional, and the journey has continued because with the with the red re-release, they put out a, a video and kind of put it back into the you know the stratosphere. There, it's a song she's only ever performed live, I think twice, only two times ever. One on Stand Up to Cancer, and then one time at a concert in Arizona when the mom was there. It raised a lot of money for charity, but it's just it's a heartbreaking song. I mean, inspiration can come from anywhere, but it's very very deeply emotional. Not a song a lot of people know, but definitely one that. They should check out called yeah. Ronan. The little boy's name was Ronan. If we didn't mention, yeah. okay, tough, yeah, tough. I will, listen. Um, I will listen. I will listen. To look at Robin and me both having that at number three. Wow, here. I feel. It's, I yeah. feel like I pray. I've got FOMO now. I feel like I'm feeling <laughs> missing out. I should have put that one in there. Uh, my number three is my song from folklore, and it's uh, Exile, ah, okay. which you on a very hipster, you. Uh, uh, so no, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of his. I must admit, I, I'm not mm -hmm. a. I, but this song with them together, and again on the Disney documentary, the live version of that together, even though he's got like a mask on. Yeah, so he was on his own. I know it was during lockdown and stuff, but he was on his own. I don't quite understand that. And again, there's a video of. Uh, Bean, please, is it Bon Iver? Is that what you, bon Iver, you say? That's it? right. Bon yeah. Iver. I mean, it's he, a made-up name. It's not the dude's name. No, no, it's just just. <laughs> but it sounds fancy. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Justin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was doing a gig at Wembley Arena, and he'd finished his last song, and he started playing the chords of this. And of course, the crowd is sort of going, "Hang on a minute." Yeah. So right. he starts he starts singing his bit. Next minute, Taylor walks on, and everyone goes fucking nuts. And it was just—I thought, oh, this is. Can you imagine that you're a fan of Bon Iver, and then you're going to a gig, and all of a sudden, Taylor Swift walks out on stage. She did the same thing with 1975, didn't she? She, she sure did. did. Yep. And then she comes. She back shows and she up goes, everywhere, man. Can I sing some songs? Of course you can, Taylor. You can do what you like. <laughs> you can do what you like. But this, this to is me, a great song. This is just, a great song. Just fantastic, and to see them doing it live. Which I'm sure they don't really get much of a choice, a chance no. to do it live. So, yeah, um, yeah for me. But, but this this song is a great example of what we've been talking about. Where people who write off Taylor because she's a pop singer, if they heard the song on the radio, they didn't know who it was. They'd go, "Oh, I like that. That's so yes. good." 
You know, and they wouldn't, they don't give her the credit she deserves for music like this. I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely okay. right. Um, okay, then, Robin, your number two, please. My number two kind of goes in line with Ronin. Um, it is a track from Lover, and it's Soon You'll Get Better, um, the song that she wrote for her mom um, and her cancer journey. Um, mm hmm. It's personal for several reasons, and I just like being, I don't want to cry. So uh, just in relevance to my own medical journey and my best friend's medical journey and just everybody. So, so we, would you like us just to move on? <laughs> Are you okay, <laughs> it's very Robin? very emotional, isn't it? You're you okay, Robin. If I could give you a cuddle, I would. <laughs> her relationship Ew, with her, her parents, but in particular her mom, is... I feel so rare. Yeah. They're best friends. She and her mom yeah. are best friends. And that may just be because, you know, from a very, very young age, from being a, you know, an 11 year old or something like that, her mom has been with her for every step of this journey into music and they have remained so close and such confidants. And it's, it's kind of lovely to see, but, uh, and she's all clear, right? Mom's, mom's great. As far as we know for yeah. answer. Yeah. Great choice, Robin. Is the is the song the best day from Fearless about her mum? Uh-huh. I think it is, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I was listening to that again today, just sort of really listening to the lyrics, and I thought it's got to be, because she mentions her dad, so mm -hmm. I thought it's got to be about her. Yeah, yeah. She mentions her brother as well. Yes, that that's right, she does, yeah. Uh, got Gonna Bean, your number two, please. My number two... I'm curious to see if Robin is as burned out on this as she was with Love Story, but it's You Belong With Me, also from Fearless, which is such a great song. Fun trivia about this song is this is the song that Taylor won the MTV Female Video of the Year Award when she jumped up on stage and Kanye West came up after her. Remember oh, when right. Kanye was all mad that Beyonce didn't win it? So it kind of ruined that moment, but it was a great video and it's a great song. And it's just, it's another one of those great high school songs. You know, she wears high heels and I wear sneakers and she's cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. And yeah. Able to sing that out loud, and yeah. you know, she's like, Why can't you see it? Why are you with this idiot girl when I'm right here? I know you so much better than she does. You belong with me, and it's yeah. just so beautifully written and sung. I just, I love you belong with me. Number it's two, it's a great bridge. This yeah. is just, yeah, it's killer. Don't you want to just let's just have a dance? Come on, come I mean, on, everybody, <laughs> as my good friend Ali would say, it's a bop, right? It this is, is a bop, it is a bop. Absolutely, it is. That's a great one. Didn't make my uh, top Neither 10. of you have you belong with me on your... I'm so oh, surprised no. by that. Nope. No. I'm, I mean, I'm amazed of how little amount of duplications we've had. Very little crossover. It's I think there's only, only all too well that we've all three of us have had. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's just yeah. she's just the gift that keeps giving, Taylor. You know? No, that's herpes. You're confusing her with herpes. <laughs> <laughs> well... Why do I well, feel like we just made the promo? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number two. Uh, this was the other song apart from Folklore. This was the only other song that I could remember that uh, that I knew of Taylor's. And I, when we did our top 10 greatest pop songs ever, this made it into my top 10. Now, I'm sure there'd be two or three other Taylor songs in my top 10 if I did that podcast right now. Um, but I knew you were trouble. Um, for me... Is, is one of the greatest pop songs ever written, as far as I'm hmm. concerned. Simple Chords, again. Am I right in saying this is about um, Harry Styles? I think, I, think that that was the, I think that was the talk at the time, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I've never been a big I Know You Were Trouble fan. I'm I'm not a big fan of the dubstep beat for whatever reason. It's a little bit annoying for me. Okay. But I will say the song was redeemed by the Goat remix. Whenever I think of this song and I think of the Goat remix, it cracks me up to the point where I can enjoy it. I can laugh and enjoy it. That makes a lot of sense for one of our honorable mentions, which you've just answered the question for me when it gets here. Because <laughs> So what was the Goat remix? The part of the song, I may have it, I'll look. The part of the song where it goes, oh, you know, in the, in the, yeah. in the, oh, somebody yeah. dubbed in a goat. <laughs> no, and they it, didn't. No, they really <laughs> did. It's, so it wasn't, it wasn't Taylor that did it and just made it a Walmart special edition or anything then. So no, it was just somebody, it was just somebody who was just having a laugh, just making it funny. Yeah. That is, I, I, that is ridiculous. I don't, I don't see it. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I thought I might have it because it's definitely something, again, you want to, you want to search out on YouTube. I think you'll get it. I will. It. If, oh, oh, oh. Have you oh, got it, Robin? I have it. Oh, you I, have got I it. Have it. Here we go. So I wasn't a big fan of the song, but how do you not laugh when you hear that, right? Oh, oh my, my God. God. I can't believe that exists. I that. Thank you. <laughs> God oh. almighty. Okay. Oh. You guys, <laughs> that, Papa, you're going to have to find that clip on YouTube and put that on the video version. That'll be on the video playlist. We'll put sure. that on the video playlist without a shadow of a doubt. I didn't oh. even realize that existed. Now my life is complete. <laughs> now I've got a Taylor Swift song with a goat remix. Oh, okay. Before we reveal our number ones, uh, Robin, do you want to give us your countdown from 10 to 2? Bean will do the same and then I'll do the same and then we'll reveal all. So number 10 was our song. Number 9, New Year's Day. 8 is Shake It Off. Number 7 is All Too Well, the 10-minute version. Uh, 6 was The Archer. 5 was Epiphany. 4 was Me. Three with Bronin, and number two was Soon You'll Get Better. Thank you. And Bean? Number 10, Dear John. Number nine, Begin Again. Number eight, Nothing New. Seven, Christmas Tree Farm. Trust me, look it up, kids. Number six, Love Story. Number five, All Too Well. Yes, also the 10-minute version. Number four was Betty. Number three, Ronin. Number two, You Belong With Me. Wonderful. And mine was number 10, Tim McGraw. Nine, Breathe. Eight, Delicate. Seven, Enchanted. Six, All Too Well, the 10-minute version. Five, Stay, Stay, Stay. Four, Love Story. Three, Exile. And two, I Knew You Were Trouble. So, Robin, what is your number one Tay-Tay tune? Oh, thank you, Bean. Number one comes from Evermore, and it is Happiness. I know that's... Yeah, it's a different track. That's a curveball. It's a curveball. Um, I was talking with my niece and Liz earlier today, and it's a sad song, but it's also saying like, hey, yes, our relationship didn't work out, but we had all these good times, and you, there were happy times, and we're good to move on. And I just, something about it, um, there was a situation, I'm not going to get into all the details, but there was a situation when this song came out that somebody at my work, a coworker, was being abused by her husband, and I just, when I heard this song, I instantly thought of her and I thought, yes, you had this relationship, but this guy was bad to you, but you guys, you can be happy and move on. And it's just something about it resonated with me. And it's just my all time. That is my go-to song that I listen to. So, yeah. Wow. 
It's yeah, a great it's not, tune. It's not a happy song. No, but no, no. But it's it. it's a meaningful, it's the right song at the right time when you when you yep. need it. So there's a lot to be said for that. That's great. That's beautiful. Wonderful. That was a like like being said, that was a real curveball. Curveball. Did not see that one coming. Absolutely. Yep. Um okay then, Bean. Hit us with your number one, please. You know, it's interesting that Red is my favorite Taylor album because there are three songs in my top ten from Fearless, including number two, You Belong With Me, and number one, my favorite, 15. 15. Really? Now, this wow. is a song for folks who don't know that is inspired by a real-life situation. Taylor and her best friend in high school, Abigail, and they're still best friends today. Taylor was in her wedding last year. Abigail got in with a boy who told her that he loved her. And she, as the song explains, gave everything to him. And then he changed his mind. And when somebody tells you that they love you and you're 15 years old, you're going to believe them. And yep. that is a very powerful couplet in that song. I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly how it goes. But this is a perfect example of what I've said a couple of times today, which is I've not been in that situation, but you feel it. You feel the emotion in that situation of what Abigail went through. It's such a deeply personal thing that Abigail allowed Taylor to share but they're still best friends. And Abigail was at a recent show, too. And Taylor performed a song for her when she was there in the crowd. They're still best friends. I just think it's great. But talk about a relatable song, particularly for teenage girls, right? I would imagine. I just love it. It might have been the, fir- it might have been the first Taylor song I fell in love with, and it has never wavered from my top spot. That was the, actually the easiest part of making this list today was knowing what number one was going to be going in. It was the rest of it that was hard. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well. I like it. I don't. I don't think you have to be fifteen. If someone tells you you love, love, they love you. You believe them, don't you? It doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. But That's I think good. I think virginity was in play here, and I think that made a difference. That's what made it more difficult. I think. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the deceit, right? I agree. I agree. Well, they're, they're two songs I didn't think we'd be seeing at number one. <laughs> I have to admit. I have to admit. So my number one. Uh, I'm not religious. But this is about as religious, I think, as I can get. It's uh, Don't Blame Me from Reputation. It's um, it, it just the, the whole design of the song. There's a great video online of her working the song out and working out the vocals. And there's something about this song. Every time I hear it, I can't play too much of it because I will cry. And I don't know why. I don't We've all know. cried today. Have you noticed know. that? All three of us have teared up during this it's, show it's, today. It's nothing to do necessarily with the words. It's something just how this song makes me feel, especially the, the chorus. And I equate it to the same as the way that Adele makes me feel. There are certain songs like Set Fire to the Rain. I will only listen to that song and I will start crying. And I do not know why. I've got no idea. There must be something deep inside my consciousness that it taps into. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. the same with this song. And I have no idea why. But for me, the very first time I heard this song, I thought this is an epic song. We all have so many different choices on our list. It's crazy. There's a Taylor song for every occasion. <laughs> there, really there is. is. There is. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, Pablo, before you read the uh, the notes from your subscribers, yeah. how much would it bum you out? Would you have to edit if I ran and peed real quick? Because 90 uh, minutes it, is about as long as this old man can go without peeing. It doesn't matter. So you go and... Uh, you Are you sure? Pee. You go pee. All right. I'll be right back. No worries. <laughs> you guys can talk about me while I'm going. If you want. I will do. We will, all will do. Of course we will. Oh, wow. Uh, what an insane list. That is crazy. What I must admit, crazy? I'm... I know that, like, she's got hundreds and hundreds of songs. Yeah, but I thought for sure we would have doubled up more than just once. Yeah. 
I mean, that was the one, one song night. that that was the one song that I thought, well, everyone's going to have that one. But I really thought, I mean, like I say, I'm coming from a point where I know the hits and I'm starting right. to learn yeah. the other songs. But what I love about this is the fact, like Ronan now, I'll go and have a listen to that. I probably will cry, but I'll go and have be, a listen to that. To get, yeah, take some Kleenex with you because it is. And now that you know the backstory, it. It, yeah and the thing is because because i'll put the video playlist together i'll listen i'll be yeah. able to hear all these songs and there'll be songs i think well i've i've missed that but obviously when you listen to an album for the first time yeah you need it a couple of times for it to seep in and and exactly but that was the thing that struck me with that first album the the, the taylor swift album that i listened to it mm-hmm. like yesterday for the first time again yeah well, for the second time probably and i thought to myself yeah. you know and I mean, being such a whack. Oh, there he is. Hello. Yeah, how, exactly. is he, how dare <laughs> you? How dare you? Did you wash your hand in that quick time? I did. I did it all very fast. Oh, all right. Play. You're a pro at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're back. Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Stephanie Marquez said, it's hard to pick a favorite, but if I, ha- I have to say it, it's tolerate it. The lyrics punch you right in the gut. Uh, but that here's her actual top 10. It was tolerated at number one. All Too Well, 10-minute version. Tim McGraw, Vigilante Shit, Enchanted, Illicit Affair, Mirrorball, Nothing New, Karma, Look What You Made Me Do, and Dress. She did put 11 in there, which is very nice of her. Um, Thalia, Thalia's top 10 was Last Kiss, Death by a Thousand Cuts, Maroon, Stay Beautiful, Dress, Nothing New, Clean, All Too Well, 10-minute version, Enchanted, and haunted jenny had state of grace acoustic version untouchable mirrorball sad beautiful tragic not your sorry the last time hoax nothing new dear john and enchanted where was your all too well jenny goodness sake yeah. now this was the one uh nikki dennis said i have no favorites because i don't particularly like her but i can't wait to hear this episode with your awesome guests if i had to pick a favorite it would be the one with the goat yelling in it so that was the one i thought what the hell do they mean I think Bean. I think Bean's frozen. Yep, Bean's frozen. <laughs> and that's for oh, Bean's gone. <laughs> Bean's gone. So he goes for a wee, and then he disappears. Unbelievable. Anyway, we will carry on. We will carry on. Um, the frozen face, though, with that big grin on his face, was priceless. <laughs> I thought he was just like really enjoying the, all these um, these tens. Anyway. Um, so at wheel Trish said mean was her favorite. Uh, Josephine, okay. Josephine, that's my your, lovely niece. Your lovely niece. Uh, number one was dancing with her hands tied. Number two, all too yeah. well. I have to say, she sent me that was the not rated version, that was the not uh thing. So I have an updated one. Oh, right, please. The, you, okay, yes, uh, 10 would be the man, which. I, was interesting. Um, number nine is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Number eight, Wildest Dreams. Seven, Tolerate It. Uh, six, Bejeweled. Five, Hits Different. Four, New Romantics. Three, You're On Your Own Kid. You're On Your Own Kid was also on mine, but I kicked it out. Uh, number two is Dancing With Our Hands Tied. And number one was All Too Well with the Tennis version. There you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Um, and my daughter, Tasmin, had All Too... This is not in any particular order, but All Too yep. Well, the 10-minute version, Forever and Always, Champagne oh. Problems, Should Have Said No, Getaway Car, Gorgeous, Exile, Cruel Summer, Lover, and Lavender Haze. Now, oh, you know, if Bean just wanted to finish, then why didn't he just, yeah. like, say, oh, that's it, I'm something. done, I'm done now... It's um, 
3.30. Oh, I just had a message from him. He said, uh, my internet dropped. Uh, so long, I guess. I'm so sorry. So thank you very much for joining us, Bean. The, uh, you know, all the editing now I've got to do to make that all look right. I mean, right. I, I will. Well, New Orleans internet, I mean, not along with being the top murderous state, you know, or, <laughs> or city, I should say. They also don't have great internet. So You would think with the amount of money that man is worth, he would get oh, decent yeah. internet, wouldn't you? I'll I tell you so. what. I think the internet issues follow him. Didn't he have fiber issues in London at some I think point? He did. And now it's, yeah, he blames it on the internet. I'm starting to think that there might be something else going on. Uh, I, I completely oh. agree. Well, I would, I would say for him that um, he is part of an amazing podcast, A Cup of Tea and a Chat with Ali and Bean. Um, Ali is going to join us for our 100th episode in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I've obviously been on the podcast before. Uh, yep. The reason that I know Robin is because of that podcast. So yes. I will forever be indebted to that podcast. We will put the link. It's a Patreon only podcast. Uh, we will put the link. I'll put the link in the show notes for it. If you want to go and join it, it is wonderful. The fan community, the tea baggers, as we are called, uh, are a wonderful bunch. Uh, they're a very caring, wonderful bunch. Um, apart from Bean, who just, uh, you know, yeah. sods, sods off when he just can't be asked anymore. And I even gave him permission to go and have a wee. I mean, yeah, he could exactly. have just said, that was it. I'm done. I, I, when I got a pool party to go to with my hugs. <laughs> I had to take the elevator down, but it might be broken. <laughs> Oh dear! I, the very first time we had him as a guest on a podcast was for our. Um, we had a podcast called WTAF, which was for a, mm-hmm. a, a British uh, comedy show, and so we. I, I didn't know him then. Oh, okay. um, but it got to the point that we spoke to him. And, and if you go and listen to that episode, you know exactly when he wanted to finish the episode because he actually instigated the end. And he said, well, it's been great talking to you. Bye. And that was yep, it. That sounds like being <laughs> <That was it. laughs> a minute six. He's out. <laughs> so I thought to myself, hang on a minute. You know, we've got a bit more of a rapport now, but there you go. You know, Indeed. Um, so before we do say our goodbyes, let me just say you can email us at top 10. This is all the stuff that Neil normally does. Email at top 10 pods uh, at hotmail.com. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at top 10 pods. Uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. You can, all the bits and pieces, you know what orders. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And also come and join us on YouTube. Robin. Thank it's you. Have I hope you had a lovely birthday. It's been a pleasure. I always so, have so much fun with you, and I can't. I'm looking forward to next year already. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and um, I mean, obviously, 21 again. I mean, I'm assuming 21, 22. I mean, must be what you were. I'm not going to ask, but I'm I'm assuming it was 22, maybe tops. Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but Robin thank you so much for joining us and um, come back when whenever you want because um, and I I don't mind saying it but I love you I I'm love you too, say Bob I'm, I'm so happy that this podcast or their podcast brought us together because I've Absolutely. got a friend for life I'm a top head for life I was going to wear my top head tank top and then I was like Taylor Swift, you know, I, we have to, we have to go Swifty for it for for tonight. Absolutely. We absolutely do, absolutely do. But we will see you again soon. Um, thank you very much to Bean. I'm sorry, I think he's still he's still buzzing me. He's still buzzing me. But thank you to Bean. Thank you to Robin. I hope Neil. I hope you're having fun watching that wall being built. Uh, and for everybody else, thank you very much for watching and listening. And let's start the countdown. Four.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.